Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time! Our heroes escaped Zul'Garub with their lives and the lives of the Garubashi refugees. They traveled back through the Mashag Ogre Caves and began the trek back to Gromgal. They made good time with Omi and Job guiding the way, but the day isn't over yet. Let's see what happens next as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Um, okay, uh, uh, he turns and starts shouting and starts to, it sounds like he's given orders a little bit. Agragosh, not long after that, comes walking out, axe in hand, he's, like, nervous about it, ready for a fight, sees that, like, kind of reads Wellath's body language a little bit, walks over and demands to know what's going on, and Wellath explains, I think that we're about to have a little bit of a planning session, these folks just came back from the, in, from inside Zulgarub. He would walk you guys in, point like the refugees to somewhere where they can sit and relax a little bit. They have army rations. They have, you know, enough ale to get by, but like they don't have, it's not a, they don't have a bar. They don't have like, it's not a restaurant. They have enough that you can get, get a meal, get a drink. They lay out a map of Zulgarub and start asking you questions without even really giving you a chance to like, get off your feet a little bit or or rest or anything like they're not interested in letting you do that agragash starts demanding what do you know about the city what do you know about the what what, what do you know about the enemy what do you know about this what do you know about that um butch and ari aren't really able to follow very much of it because a great deal of it is in orcish he stops and kind of looks at ari who's plainly a human <laughs> oh yeah we and say then goes back to having this conversation because he's like all right we got other things to worry about i don't know what this we'll deal with oh. you later uh, do we have uh, a map of Zulgarub? Uh, yeah, here I can put it up. No, no, no. Like as in a physical map to so like oh. lay it out on the on. I'm assuming we're at like a planning station table. Roll out the map and, and start pointing at places and, and talking about you know what's going on here, what's going on there, the poison that was in there that we took out the person who was doing that. Here's the temple of Bethek. There was uh, one of the. Um, vampire troll priests was there that that we actually disrupted the ritual so you've, you've noticed that the sky is probably not as red as it used to be did the sky out here also change yeah yeah it's visibly different okay so point out that that's what caused that and that we we disrupted that at least two of the three vampire troll priests are now dead the third one is currently with jindo presumably I'm, I'm guessing it's getting dusk right now or like it's just past dark yeah the third priest is with Jindo. They're most likely on their way back to Zulgorub right now, which means they're going to discover everything that uh, happened, that the poison is gone, the blood ritual is disrupted and destroyed. The priest who was doing the blood ritual is no longer 
alive or being able to be re-alived. And then Wellhath, your troll hunter, is currently at the beck and will of the third troll priest right now. Uh, he has been mind-controlled under the vampire's thrall. Uh, enthrall. So that's, I think that's everything in a nutshell as to what happened. Um, ogres right now are, they've blocked up the, the entrance on that side there. Um, they're just kind of hanging tight. As far as we understand right now is uh, as soon as the trolls make it back to Zulgorup, they're going to notice everything that's happened and start sending out hunting parties and scouts looking for the refugees and who potentially disrupted their plans there. So things are on high alert. We'll need to work on making uh, plans for an attack we within have, the next 24 hours. We have some options. Um, like Falco said, we have the troll I'll or the... Translate as you're talking. Because <laughs> you're obviously well, talking. They, under, they understand okay. comment, don't they? Yeah. Um, Agragash would probably address you in not very... Not not great common, but he, he, he can get by. Okay. We have the ogres in the south. We know of a cave up north that would need clearing out. We also have some literal firepower with some goblins at the Venture Base Company that we can utilize as well. They've got the flame bloom oil, which would be very beneficial. Vital. Vital. Very, Yes. So we have some opportunities for some alliances that we can utilize. Uh, we just need to make sure we are going about this rationally and not charging in in a stupid manner. And then I uh, plot. I had already plopped down either on the floor or a chair, what, what, whatever, and uh, ugh, took off my. And, and now I'm taking off my boots uh, loudly um, that oddly give bird prints when I walk and I uh, take off my boots and I look right up at the uh, at the orc and I said, no, I ain't heard much of anything y'all been talking about but that sun that that sun is 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 seconds from being down and if you ain't ready, you better get ready. I think tonight will be a lot of, of on alert and defense. I don't know how much they'll do tonight. I don't know how far they'll cross over, especially with the river protecting us tonight. But So um, at that point, essentially, they would look at each other and say, okay, well, you mentioned at one point that we had some air power. We don't have nearly as much air power as we expected. Um, we did. We did. The Zeppelin arrived. It doesn't have guns. Um, it's not a warship. It's essentially a passenger vessel. We <clears throat> we requisitioned substantial amount of artillery and uh, troops and all, like everything that we would need. And as it turns out, apparently there's something bigger going on at Ogremar that they were reserving all their forces for something else and they didn't have the ability to spare us very much power. So we have the Zeppelin itself, but we don't have very much to use it with. Now, you said something about the Flame Bloom oil. That can be helpful. Um, we may be able to do some firebombing with it. But, I mean, as soon as we get hit, we're like that. That The, the Zeppelin's not going to last long in a, in a fight. You mentioned allies. Uh, you said we can rely on the ogres. 
Um, how how much of a rapport do you have with the goblins that you said you spoke with? We did save them, Focus. I mean, I think goblins are kind of allied yeah, to the highest bidder, but we did save them. I do have a bit of a bargaining chip there. Okay. Um, and he would turn to Wellath and say, one of your guys is working with the enemy. How about the other two? Um, and you'd say, well, they're down in... Um, they're down in Booty Bay. Uh, I can head down and collect them and bring them back up. Um, we would be back probably first thing in the morning for that. One thing I want to make clear is we will do everything we can to save your guy. But from what we've seen, and we've seen what this mind control can do, that may not be an option and that might not be in our hands. He's not, Wellath is not happy about that, but he nods in understanding. You will see him do things that you are not happy about and it is not his fault. I mean, I'll, I'll kind of nod in the direction of just a slight point at uh, Iwari over there and says, I mean, we almost we almost killed them. She almost let herself be killed. Mm, close enough. Not willingly, though, for sure. Um, she would actually, having been gestured to, she would step forward and say, I have some things that I would like to put on the table as well. Jindo's personal guards are each individually very powerful, and they're all unique and different. Halasu, very similar to how Tazjin was, possibly a little bit more powerful, but generally speaking, similar abilities. Your archer friend, the bloodhunter-trained archer, you would probably be more apt to... No, she would say um, his abilities, he is able to use uh, his hemocraft to imbue his weapon with elemental damage the same way that I can he has abilities in that range but he is a uh, prefers ranged combat one of the guards is a massive troll with four arms four if he attacks one target with a bunch of attacks he he I've, I've seen him rip people apart he's dangerous and he has some kind of bangle or something that he wears on his wrist that makes it so that his claws hit harder than even I would have expected given his ridiculously huge nature. And then one of them is a, a mage of some kind that specializes in ranged spellcasting and uh, can actually manipulate the blood in your body to reposition you to her advantage. She can move people around the battlefield in that way. She has, I've seen her use one massively damaging ability that affects a very large area, but once she's tapped that well, she becomes much more limited in her ability to, to inflict damage. She, she, has, she has one very powerful strike, and if we can get past that, she becomes a little bit easier to deal with. Butch, Falkus, and I are pretty strong, and with the help of Omi and Job, we were able to overcome but it was it was a struggle so if we get to the point where we need to face Jindo and his companions we are going to need assistance do we have a way to get your companions up from Booty Bay the same way that you flew in I was actually planning on flying down to Booty Bay finding supplies if I can get anything from I mean there's an alchemist in town there's weapons armor things of that nature uh, anything that we might need to equip 
our new recruits, if the rest of you are fighting capable, and the, the few warriors who are with the Gurubashi refugees would happily agree to better arms and armament. Any of the alchemists fire or uh, anything like that that we can get from the alchemist, I think would be a good idea, as well as picking up Trag and Drak. Perfect. So my plan was to fly south to gather them up, probably return first thing in the morning. What will you be doing tonight? Resting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to suggest that you do it in Booty Bay. There's more space to rest. There's better food. You guys are... Oh. You guys look like 10 miles of bad road, so... We have one other hiccup. We mm. may need two days before we are able to be at full um, use. Is there any? Is there any potions or anything like that that removes exhaustion? Greater Restoration does. Um, I think that's a fifth level spell, if I remember right. And I think we talked about this before that we probably don't have anybody that we can that we've met so far who can do that because they're like our power or lower. I thought. Generally speaking, yeah, NPCs that I'm going to put up against you guys or as allies to you are going to be sim for the most part going to be similar in power range to you unless they're like you know big boss, boss kind of creatures. Which. It will probably take us two days anyway. You figure we rest tonight, we get back up here and come up with a plan. We're probably not going to be doing anything until the day after tomorrow anyway. I don't know it's about where the world that. dies. If the Gurubashi give us that kind of timetable. I don't think they will. <laughs> uh, I mean, I might just be one exhaustion in. It's just going to be how it's going to be. Brief recap. Um, just want to make sure I've got the notes here for Jindo's... Um, assistance we have a giant forearm troll with a bangle on his wrist and he can inflict multiple attacks into one person we've got the blood hunter archer who can hemocraft infused shots that's we crazy have a, we have a female caster that can manipulate the blood in a target to reposition them to her advantage and of course halazu the vampire priest with all their abilities is that i think that was what i said yeah okay yeah that's it was I the female blood detailed the caster was the one who just had one shot, right? So, um, yeah, Iwori would tell you, no, no, she has other spells, but there's... She's the one big she, one. She's got one, like, huge nuke. Okay. And then, you know, other smaller stuff. She's a bloodbender. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do a blood dungeon without a bloodbender. I'm not a oh moron. Oh my gosh. You're such a nerd. You're a ner your face is a nerd. <laughs> okay. Is bloodbending a thing? In Avatar? In Avatar, yeah. yeah. It it's, is? It's one, of the, it's one of the most difficult and highest forms of waterbending, and it is expressly outlawed. Of course it is. Okay, well, we're... Going to Booty Bay. I can't believe we're going back to Booty Bay couple other things before we stop. First of all, I want to remind Butch that for the last two days, you've been carrying around cured leather from the Thunder Lizard. And you were told yes. that your armor could be beefed up if you did that. Yeah. So it's a good thing we're going back to Booty Bay. Look at you. You go to the armor vendor. So you're welcome to drop that off with your breastplate at the armorer. And he Do would it. tell you, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be really cool. Come see me first thing in the morning. Ari, you've got that ring. I do have the I've ring, so I will. Quiver. I have to figure out. 
I have identify, so I will sit with those. So once we get to Booty Bay, I will sit with those each for 10 minutes and just like chill with them. And what do I find? Okay. The ring was a ring that could be used to summon a simple mount. It's not something that it, 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 it's not at all similar to find steed because find okay. steed. I, I read the spell real quick and went, oh, this is way too strong for just <laughs> having it on an ability that you can just do it. Um, but to summon a regular mount, easy. Um, and this one was designed to summon a panther in the image of uh, Bethek. Okay. It's damaged. Okay. Um, it's going to need like the careful expertise of a uh, either a jewel crafter or an enchanter to have repaired. Okay. Um, these are you recognize them as being not standard issue to like Stormwind military and, and things of that nature, but they are things that people have in the world. So you're like, oh yeah, no, okay, I get what this is. This is just explicitly designed to be the one from like that somebody in Bethek had. We got the mount drop. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But you gotta like you gotta get it worked on a little bit. But so yeah. if we go to Stormwind or something, we could probably find someone there who might be able to work on it or too bad it's not the older tiger one. It's the Panther. Yeah. Okay. The quiver. The quiver is completely mundane. Absolutely non magical. Oh. The arrows <laughs> in them the arrows in it are magic. Ooh. What are the arrows? The arrows are it's weird. The nature of the magic changes from moment to moment in each arrow. Falcus, you can go ahead and add, I think it was a dozen were in there. They're called cataclysm arrows. This is an item I stole from, I think, the Taldore source book. They were cataclysm bolts, like crossbow bolts. But I was like, nah, they're arrows now. Very cool. Let me go to my equipment. There they are. So if I remember right, they should be a magical arrow, a magical ammunition. So at minimum, they should do a plus one, if I remember right. And if that's not how they are, I want it to be that way. So I will I will rewrite it and change it if I have to. All right. So reading it off here, cataclysm arrows are usually kept in sets of 10, though anyone who holds even one can feel it thrumming with magical power. When you hit with an attack using a cataclysm arrow, the attack deals normal damage then roll 1d6 on the following table to determine its additional effects. A 1 to 2, the arrow explodes in a blast of fire, dealing 3d8 fire damage to the target <gasps> and each creature within 5 feet of it. A 3 to a 4, the arrow freezes the air around the target into jagged ice. The target and each creature within 5 feet of it must succeed on a DC 17 dexterity saving throw, or take 1d10 cold damage and be restrained until the end of your next turn. A 5, the arrow releases a pulse of necrotic energy. Target takes 2d6 necrotic damage and must succeed on dc16 strength saving throw or be stunned until the end of your next turn. On a roll of a 6 for the 1d6, the arrow shatters to unleash a burst of shrapnel, make 6 additional ranged attacks against the target, each of which has a plus 7 attack bonus and deals 1d6 piercing damage on a hit. The 6 Once, sounds amazing. Yeah, right? Well, that's why it's only one that you can actually try to get it on. It's on a 6. Um, once the arrow hits, the enchantment ends and it becomes a normal piece of ammunition. And I've got 12 of these. I basically have myself a Hawkeye quiver here. That's pretty cool. 
Now, the question is, can I backwards engineer these? Maybe. I'm going to have to save a couple of them, take them with me to Stormwind, find my find myself the engineering quarter, and uh, see if I can't make some more. The next thing is that you are going to have more than enough time to handle anything that needs attunement or adjust anything in your attunement list. So I know Butch is borrowing the Battle Axe of Bloodlust. I don't know if you're going to decide, oh, actually, I'm just going to attune to it and keep it and use it for my weapon attacks, or if you're going to return it to Falcus for the health bonus or whatever. Someone, I'm thinking, is probably going to want to put on the Cloak of the Bat, is my guess. Yeah, I'm going to attune so to it. you can handle all those attunement things, whatever you guys decide to do with those. Yeah, um, Falcus can get this battle axe out of my cold dead paws I'm a tank anyway so uh, originally when I had it I uh, modified my max HP because I wasn't attuned to it so I just unmodified it so no now my max HP is 71 which Focus, is great are you maxed out on your attunements or can you still attune to that the cloak of uh, giving Butch the axe is gives me my one space that I need to attune to the cloak. So, so if Butch, Butch says he would give the axe back to you, but we could also give the axe to Job if Job's coming with us. D- you didn't hear what I said. I thought you said you're giving the axe back to Focus. I said I'd give it back to him in my cold, dead paws. Oh, I missed that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's that, cold baby. Get, your, get yourself that uh, extra health. I am on cold medicine. So never mind. Yes, no, get your health. Okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna return back to return it back in, in, in fold here and, and, and reach for the axe. I'm like, I'm gonna take it. I'm yeah. gonna take it. <laughs> Smack your hand. <laughs> Let's see. This is fun. See, this is the fun part. It can't be fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I still have things I haven't used, like my clockwork amulet. So I have that tro- this new axe that doesn't have a name yet, but it's red, right? Uh, yes, it is. It, it's the color is red. It's an it's an axe, and and you're gonna get some shiny new armor in the morning too. I'm gonna drop off that armor. And there's a couple other things. Is this dumb? I I'm gonna also drop off that uh, brand I got from Billy <laughs> and tell him put a big B on it for, but tell him it's for Butch. <laughs> yeah, you got a big guy, no problem. Um, I have an amulet on me, um, the Priest of Hethys amulet. That have any magical qualities? I forgot you guys had that. Yeah. Yeah. Ari sits down and takes a minute to focus on it, and Focusing. she keeps getting vibes of poison off of it. Uh, it. It turns out it is a periapt of proof against poison. Oh, cool. We had, um, oh, was it the whole thing where it's like a, it's like a little f- file and it's a one-time use? Because we had the periapt of no. health. The periapt of health oh! prevented disease. This gotcha. prevents poisons. Yeah, and I think the... Which is why he was a living troll 
in this poison cloud and was just fine with it. You put it together like, oh yeah, he was fine with the poison gas because he was immune to poison because he had this magic item on him. We sent the trolls into the ogre mound with the periapt of health to prove that they were friends of ours. Who has that now? Uh, you saw you the Biclops do. have it. Biclops he has it back, it. so it was kind of yeah. a gift back to him. Okay, as long as that's where it is and stuff. Um, all right. Then oh, I didn't realize you gave it back to him. Okay. Well, no, it, with, with, when the trolls returned with that as proof of our friendship, uh, that ended up right. becoming a gift to back to the Biclops saying, hey, we're friends of Falcus Butch and Ari. Here, they sent this as proof. And so he got it back. Which is fine. Yeah. It proved its use. Um, all right. So uh, does anyone in particular want this? Who do we think would be most in need of poison resistance? Maybe Butch up in the fray. If if there's if there's stuff happening up in the fray, maybe. I'll take a ring. <clears throat> inventory. Manage inventory. What's it called? Periapt of Proof Against Poison. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Something like that. Cool. Okay. There I go. It says I am immune, not resisted, but immune to uh, poison. There we go. I like that. That's a good one. And I'm going to take... So this um, Battle Axe... Of bloodlust, which is gonna get a name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, and um, during the long rest, I'm going to use the, all the tools that I have and stuff, and just make my own kind of thing. And I am going to put the talisman that I got on it, and I'm going to put the. I have. I have a tusk that I took from the see that should have went on priest slayer but I have a tusk that I took from the first uh, vampire guy and I'm going to attach it so there's going to be a tusk and a talisman that's baller yep cool I need to write that down and draw it are there any other things that anybody else wants to do in town before we do a long rest. Was there, a, a, was there any engineers here? Uh, let me see. Yeah, down in the old Port Authority building, which is on the western side of town. It's in the same building where like Kiz Blundstrike was and, and the weapons vendors and all that. There is a male goblin named Mazg Snipeshot. Uh, he is an engineering supplier. He's not, uh, he, he essentially a vendor. What are you looking for? Um, so I want, I would want to talk to him and show him the, the goggles plan, the blueprint and ask him anything. I'm sure he, we wouldn't be able to make something like this in the time frame that we have. Um, but just to, you know, talk to him about the blueprint as well as show him the arrows. And, and I have another arrow as well too, that lightning arrow that I don't even know if I even created properly, but I have, it may work. So just kind of just like poke his knowledge and, and show him some of the, the stuff I've got and toss him a cup of gold for his expertise and, and 
anything I can get from him for that kind of information. Sure. So he would essentially, he'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm mostly just sell the stuff, man. I'm not really like the guy who builds it. But what I can tell you is, I don't know, man, it looks like the, uh, it, it looks like the designs are, are pretty on point. Um, it looks like, though, there's probably going to be some expensive uh, materials that are going to go into making this sort of thing. You can't just strap a piece of leather around your eyes and just call it goggles, you know. <laughs> uh, you're talking about, you know, according to this, uh, we're, we're looking at probably some fine gemstones that are cut in a, in a way to, you know, bend the light the right way. Uh, there looks like there's some magical components to it where it's supposed to be like, you know, it's going to let you... Uh, uh, potentially see uh, far distances uh, like in a magical type of sense um, so that's that's going to be something that's probably going to take a little bit of building on but uh, yeah in general you know what you're looking at here is is, is probably a pretty good amount of work but it's, it's going to get you some cool stuff I think cool um, would we be able to start to poke through and maybe create a blueprint for these arrows or at least start something he looks at the arrows and he goes well I mean what you'd be looking at here is is uh, hmm. if you were to, if you were to try to replicate these exactly, you wouldn't be talking to an engineer. You'd be talking to really more of an enchanter. Uh, what you could do if you're looking to do this in a more of an engineering kind of way is uh, sort of mechanize some of the effects. So instead of like a magical fiery enchantment that creates a fiery explosion, you just pack it full of a whole bunch of gunpowder or something like that, right? So yeah, that's that's absolutely something that you could try to do. Um, what's weird about these is they keep shifting and changing. Are you looking for something that's going to let you do that? Not necessarily. It would be nice to have a little bit more uh, control over what I'm actually picking out of this uh, quiver here. If you got any, um, I would say, like little ampules or, or um, trigger casings for gunpowder and things of that nature, then, man, that'd be pretty cool. Maybe we can see about strapping a couple of these to a couple arrows. Yeah, I could get you that. Um I think that if you're really trying to get fancy about it, you might actually make them into the arrowheads themselves. Instead of like an arrow, right, with a gunpowder casing taped to the front of it, you like make the arrowhead itself a container for an explosive substance or a, uh, you know, mechanical net trap or grappling hook or what, like something, something real, real fun, fancy like that. But that's. I'm starting to get daydreamy here. I'm a little bit out of my expertise on that. That's kind of cool just to have an entire collection of those like arrowheads and I can pack them and create them as I need on, on the fly. Like, hey, we're going into a situation with trolls. I'm going to pack a bunch of these with fire. I think I see where you're going with this. I like it. You're probably going to need to come up with a specific kind of um, like a, a, a mold or something that you can use to create a hollowed out arrowhead. And then pack it with whatever you whatever floats your boat whatever whatever tickles your pickle okay all right cool 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 um hey you know anything about this uh flame bloom oil do you got any any of that kind of stuff from uh, it looks like the venture co base camp up north here um really refined some pretty good stuff they send you any of it no i didn't get anything like that those guys up there are crazy they'll they make all kinds of nonsense i'm surprised any of them is still even alive uh, you want you want the real wild stuff? You got to talk to them directly. <laughs> you should okay. tell them how naked they were when we found them. Well, that's a story yeah, for Like I day. said, they get into all kinds of stuff up there. I'm not one to judge. I'm just one to sell stuff to people. That's all. <laughs> that's my deal. Okay. I don't think there's anything else I can do right now, aside from he's giving me a couple good ideas. Um, 
I'm probably going to have to pursue it when we get to Stormwind. I'm not going to be able to do anything else here for that matter. Um, am I picking up on that correctly? Yeah, I mean, you can, like I say, you can buy supplies from this guy if there's anything that you want to, like, get to start trying to build this on your own. But you don't have any guidance, so it would just be you working on your own on something until you actually were able to sit down and chat with, like, a real trainer. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I guess my last question to him is going to be, can you sell me anything that you uniquely have here? That nobody else has got elsewhere, or it's harder to find elsewhere for these goggles or for the arrow tip idea that we're thinking about. Thinking about it for a minute, I don't think, I don't think he would have anything like that. Partially because I genuinely don't think he would have anything beyond like he would have flocks and he would have hammers and he would have wrenches and spanners and, and all that kind of crap. He would have gears, but I can't think of anything unique to offer you. And I don't know that if a vendor in this area would have anything unique in the first place. Okay. Yeah, I just figured I'd ask, like, since I'm here, I'm thinking of, like, the unique vendor in this area. Like, what does this vendor have got? Does he got any unique recipes, blueprints? Recipes and blueprints. You know what, actually? It's not, I don't know how unique it is, but, uh, you know, they make hunting traps. Like, that's the thing that you can just go buy. But if you want to build them yourself, if you're really feeling like I'm going to pull out wrenches and build stuff, you could. I could show you how to, like, I have a recipe for, not a recipe, but I have a blueprint for how to build hunting traps. All right. What about putting uh, some gunpowder in those hunting traps? You do whatever you want in your spare time, buddy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounds good. I'll, 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 take a, I'll take a hunting trap blueprint. All right. Knowing how to, like I say, hunting trap is a real item in, like, the player's handbook in the adventuring gear. You can, if you know how to build it, you can build it with materials equal to half the cost of just buying one outright. Uh, and I would say that it would be a, do you have, what are your tool proficiencies? Tools proficiency at this time is playing card set, thieves tools, and three dragon anti-set. That's not your proficiencies, that's what you have. No, 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 that's, that sounds like it's her tool proficiencies. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, I'm, I mean, you're proficient in playing cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you I'm wouldn't a, be I'm able. A, to, I'm a real gambit over here. Don't so you would that. be able to. You would be able to attempt a construction of of a trap. It would be a straight dexterity check. Um, you would not be able to add your proficiency modifier to it. If you had proficiency in, I would say either tinker's tools or another tool set that that would work for this uh, for construction of, of a mechanical device I would say you'd be able to add your tool proficiency to that which would be at this level plus three I have tinkers tools right but you're not proficient with them it would take a while to get proficient with it yeah you'd have to talk to your trainer and he's not gonna be he can't train me here right yeah no he's this guy's not a trainer he's just a vendor Okay. Um, but yeah, after if you had tool if you had the tool proficiency for it, it would be a dexterity check plus your proficiency bonus. Okay. What do I owe him for the uh, blueprint and the his time? Oh, let's say five gold. I'm going to tip him six or give him six okay. because I like the cut of his jib. Ari, are you doing anything tonight before we go to bed? Yeah. Um, and I am a bad note taker. What is the name of our demon hunter friend again? Wellath. Fellblaze, who, by the way, arrived in town with you and then went off to go collect Trag Roughhorn and Drac Battle Rage. Sweet. I want to track it. Like, I'm going to just meander around. I don't really have anything I need to do. I identified those objects. Um, 
I'll probably secure us a place at the end. Uh, Butch and Falcus and me us a place at the end, just so we have a room for the night. And then I'm going to track down Wellath. Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. He stands out. Okay. I'm going to go up to him because he spotted my disguise really quick. I know it's been like a day or two since we, we landed first in Northern Stranglethorn, but he spotted that I was not a blood elf really quick, if I remember correctly. Yeah, pretty much immediately. Okay. Um, so wherever is he probably is he probably at the inn or is he where would you say? Yeah, I think that's at? fair. Okay. He's gonna flirt with him or something. No, I'm not gonna flirt with him. Actually, it's gonna be a very serious conversation. Ari's a serious person. With a naked portrait of herself in her back pocket. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, I'm gonna sit down next to him and I'm just gonna just ask him. So um our first encounter, you could tell I wasn't what I said I was really quick, and uh I would like to know how. I make it an art and I'm going to very slyly put my hand out. And I think as Worgen's in my head, at least we have control over our gift really easily. Mm -hmm. So I think I could just kind of like make my hand a paw and then very slyly make it back to a hand like easily so that he can see what I mean when I say I make it very well known as to, or hold on, how did I want to do that? I make it an art of being who I want to be when I want to be it. So I would like to know how you spotted me so quickly. He turns and does the thing that people do when they're looking at you, but you can't see his eyes because they're covered in the demon hunter blindfolds. And he says, your ears are cold. Is that because of the demon hunter that you saw that? Or would that be a blood elf thing? Part of my ability to see with the power granted to me by the, by the demon that I hold is um, I can see heat and your your false ears aren't warm hmm I know some people I can see the rounded edge of your human ears under the under the false I might be able to fix that I know some people um have you met Illidan yes <laughs> is he as cool as they say they are is he uh I hadn't ever thought about it that way it's uh, I suppose it depends on who you ask. Falcus, by the way, I am very observant. I may come off as theatrical, given as you probably saw right through my little charade with the vision, but whatever beef there is between the two of you, him and I met at a time where we we needed friend. We needed someone on our side, and whatever sins you have on his chalkboard he has atoned for and what we've been through in Zolgrub already, what we've seen I need to know that whatever beef there is between you, that you will have his back despite what you've been through I resent him for having not been around when his people needed him he says that he was on a mission and that he had responsibilities and all these other things and that's I'm sure that's all well and good. But when Silvermoon was attacked, he wasn't there. If he had been, it probably would have gone the same way. I doubt that it would have made one man would have made very much of a difference. But still. You can hate him. I do too most days. I can tell you stories. But uh, that that I look forward to. <laughs> what I will tell you is that the next 24, 48 hours 
nothing that we will prepare for will prepare us for what we are about to go through if the last 12 hours are anything like they have been. So I need to make sure that you will put whatever feelings you have behind so that this can go as according to plan as we can make it. Because I've seen the way you look and I gesture towards the thing he has as best as I can at him. And there is venom there. And I need to make sure that is gone. Something you'll find about demon hunters. We're very mission focused. We need to be. All the time. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to... I don't know if they tip in World of Warcraft. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to toss a couple silver on the table. And I'm just going to say, I hope I find out more about Demon Hunters someday. And I'm going to wink and I'm just going to walk away. That was awesome. That was really awesome. <laughs> I... That was great. That was really awesome. That was, that was a really fantastic question. Also, Casey, did you already know... Nope. Like the answer to that? Oh, I knew <laughs> I knew why he didn't like Falcus. But No 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 no, but like the ears. No. Like No. <laughs> I in my head I was like, yeah, he's a demon hunter, so he can see like I don't know, man, everything. They have an ability where they click the button and they see everything. They can see treasure chests on the other side of walls. I was like, there's no way that Ari's disguise is gonna fool a demon hunter. And we had also already decided that she basically didn't have to roll deception to make the disguise work unless she was talking directly to a blood elf because they would real like of anybody, a blood elf would spot the problems. So it's like a blood elf demon hunter, zero chance, zero chance. She's going to she's going to fool him. And then she was like, how'd you do it? I got I got I need an answer. So you came out there so quick. Thank you. That was good. That was a lot of fun. Uh. Butch, what are you doing before bed? Oh, I'm dead. Or did we talk about that yet? <laughs> Butch is already asleep. Okay. Is this where we grant a long rest finally so I can get all my spell slots back? I've got one thing left. Okay. As Butch is focused on, nope, you guys go wander town, shop. I don't give a crap. I'm sleeping now. Crawls into bed, fluffs his pillow, lays his little head down to sleep. It's dark out. The crickets are going. The waves are slapping against the pier. And you hear, When I asked the priest you killed, who did this? I didn't expect to find a pirate. The dagger was a nice touch. But you feel a connection the same way that you feel when Falcus uses message where you could respond but it's a tentative sort of thin thread if you respond you get the vague sense that it has to be exactly 25 words or less if you choose to respond get out of my head you hear I don't know how the resistance be getting aid from pirates but this be an easy problem to solve we be needing more sacrifices anyhow so that's it that's all he says 
you could respond back, I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've said what I was going to say. All right. You refuse to respond. As you drift off to sleep one more time, you just hear a quiet chuckle just in the back of your mind that ends. You have whatever sleep is available to you. Everyone long rests. You get all your hit points back, all your spell slots, everything's taken care of. Butch, you're down to zero. Falcus, you're down to one exhaustion. Um, I don't know if taking a long rest will automatically credit you that. Um, but now will be the time to check, I suppose. Yeah, I took it off and then I just put it back so I can test that theory. Okay. Long rests. Oh, yeah, I have a check mark that says here, recover one level of exhaustion during this rest. Requires food and drink. Okay. And I got to make sure that my life grips are also... Uh, yeah, so any, that's chart. the thing. Any of the homebrew items that have charges, you're going to have to manually reset. Also, at the conclusion of what is easily the hardest adventuring day I've ever run, for sure... You guys are going to level up. <gasps> nice. Hey, let me just add that. It was in a level up, level up. We're doing half a raid. Level up. I've never leveled level up, up a, a, a party after a day before. Because you guys leveled up on your way into Zulgarub, which was this morning. Um, and now as you bed down, you're leveling again. I've never done it that fast. But it was like five play sessions or something like that and it was every ounce of all of your resources to get through that place so I de- I 100% think you guys earned it for sure I get to move up so I'm going to be uh, Rogue One Fighter 6 which means I get an ability score improvement and I am taking the feat sharpshooter I think at 7 I just get a spell which is still fine like, I'm Mine. still good with that Minus Minus. Rogue One Fighter 6 requesting landing. Oh, I get a fourth-level spell! (laughs) Sorry, I get a fourth-level spell. That's not That is a big deal. Never mind. This is bigger. Hey, fourth-level spell unlocks our uh, NPC's fourth-level spells. (laughs) Did did, did, did no no one like my my Star Wars joke? I got it. I giggled. Okay. I get a fourth-level spell. Never mind. This is big. Sharpshooter is minus five to my attack roll to gain plus ten damage. It's going to be nice. What you dancing about, Butch? Level up, level up. What do barbarians get at seven? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm gonna get seven. my book out. Oh, gonna, dude, that's good. I'm gonna get my book out. I'm gonna get my journal. I got this whole list of things I gotta do for the long, so long rest. It's like make food um, in the morning. Um, I got to be able to describe my breastplate in the next session, uh, to be able to describe my axe in the next session, name the freaking axe, um, describe how ridiculous I look <laughs> as a pirate. <laughs> also, I have I have no idea what that voice in my head was, except it was a troll and is a bad guy and someone who, who knew that I... Oh, we got that axe from the cave where we left the dagger, didn't we? No. No, we didn't. 
No, the axe that you're carrying is the one that he got in the arena, but the curse from that has been cleansed. Okay, so it was the guy that we killed on the in in the Zolgarub, but we left a, a dagger there. Yeah, so that was from the guy in the cave. Yeah, so we when we killed Anton, we took his dagger. Yes. We killed uh, the priest of Hethis, the one who was um, summoning the poison. We made it look like Anten came and did it, and we left the dagger, Anten's dagger, there as kind of the smoking gun, as far as that was concerned. But apparently, it sounds like yeah, you dipped a little too far in the blood magic, and um, he saw everything. Okay, wait a minute. We took Anten's dagger, and that was the, um, he was a vampire blood death knight or something, right? Yeah, he was one of the other vampires who's part of the bat totems. The bat totem is extinguished, so Uh we're pretty sure that he's dead dead based on how we killed him. And we even destroyed his coffin a bit and booby-trapped it, so. We killed, and, and then we killed, what was the name of the guy that we killed? That we left the dagger Tazjin. at? Tazjin. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. The guy that we killed that we left the dagger in was, um, it was just Priest of Hethus. There was no name that I had. He was the guy with the, po- making the poison. Correct. We and killed I, po- yep. Priest Poison Guy. Yes, and I took his amulet that you now have. Our heroes are finally able to enjoy a very needed night's sleep. Tomorrow could bring any number of problems, but at least Butch, Ari, and Falkus won't be running on empty. Was that Jindo speaking to Butch? What did he mean when he said that he asked the dead priest about the attack? We'll have to wait until next week to find out when we queue up for some more heroic dungeons. And dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.